Hello and welcome to the final episode of Reality Bite Cocktails and Roses in relation to our batchy astrophysicist, Matt Agnew. I am Georgia Love, as always. I'm sure, Taft. I'm a little bit sad because it's all coming to a conclusion, but uh, I'm also happy because I feel like Matt's about to find some love, and that's what we want. And I should remind you that you can catch up on everything that's happened so far on 10 Play. I encourage you to do that at any time. But also this week, Wednesday and Thursday nights at 7.30, it's about to get really real. It is. It's finale week. And now that's why we're doing the episode now. Rather than as a, a recap as we've been doing all the other weeks, we figure by the time we would do our recap episode, we're going to know who he picks. So why not speculate? That's right. That? And we were very lucky last week to have Sam Wood on. He was fantastic. And to be honest, we probably could have talked a lot longer about his I know. His and we got and... some great feedback from you guys as well. So um, hopefully if we... If we meet you again in the future, we'll get Sam to join us again. Yeah, absolutely. Too. But part of it is, and, and part of why this podcast is so great, I think, is because you're here, Georgia, and you can lend that uh, experience to our listeners, exactly what uh, Matt's going through. So a little bit later in this episode, you're going to sum up exactly where Matt's at, what he's thinking, what he's going through, because you you lived and walked that path not that long ago. Yeah, and I feel like our, our um, journeys, for want of a better term, were pretty similar too. So I've, I've got some ideas of how he might be thinking at this point. So I think without further ado, we should start talking about what's going to happen. It's been such a massive season, Shira. I think we should look back at some of the highlights, lowlights maybe, but moments that made this season what it is. Well, how about this for a sign? Now, I don't know, you batchy, you know, batchy heads out there who are really, really paying attention. I've got my notes here, and the first person out of the car for this season who stepped onto that gravel road was Eleanor. Yeah, I remember that she was first because often... The first person is someone who of makes significance. a difference. Yeah. yeah, you never have like the villain or the clown out first. So I'm always paying attention to who's first. Obviously, now she's in the top three. Yes. Well, interesting. You should say that, Georgia, because the next person out of the car was Chelsea. Oh. So Chelsea stepped out second and made an impact with Matt immediately. And we're going to talk about the girls individually. But that's a fascinating thing because who was third? Don't say Abby. Abby was third. No. So there you go. Our top three were the first three out of the car. I don't think that's happened in a season before. No, I'm sure it has Certainly hasn't. not in your season. No, definitely um, not. And not with Sam's either. So so there you go. So uh, Eleanor, Chelsea, Abby, we have our top three, mm. and they were the first three girls we got to know. So but we if, could have cut that episode short. Yeah, <laughs> stop, stop it here. <laughs> um, and then for the next few episodes, we started to find our feet. We started to try and work out who these girls were and what Matt wanted. And we were certainly left with a kind of feeling of we talked about it a lot, we weren't really sure of what his type was. His first single date was Sagand. Which surprised us then because we didn't feel much of a connection between them that first night, but certainly on their date we did. Nope. And then we know how that happened. She left quite early in We know end. what turned out with that. Look, early on Ellie and throughout the first, well, really, 10 episodes, Ellie was a front runner. I mean, Ellie was a front runner pretty much until she left, to well, be Well, she was a front you. runner even to the other girls who were there living with her and seeing it all playing out. That's right. It's so, been a really different season for that reason, hasn't it? Mm. I think that the favourite has really changed a lot, and mm. that doesn't often happen. No. Usually it's kind of flicking between one or two people, but um, embarrassingly, if you go back and listen to all my predictions for who won, 
I have said almost everybody yeah. <laughs> that was even on this show <laughs> at some stage at or another. <laughs> you've thrown a dart at the dartboard and uh, you've hit sometimes and missed sometimes. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, look, Ellie Ellie was a favourite. We had other girls come and go. I, mean, I don't remember a series where someone like Abby has made such an impact in the house and with the public in terms of their their opinions. Not someone who has gone on to then be in the top Correct. three. Correct. Sagan had an issue mm. with Abby. Monique had an issue with Abby. Um, Ellie's had an issue with Abby. And to be fair, if you look at who has sided with those girls, more than half the house have had an issue with Abby. The way that she's, I say inverted quotes, played the game, even though it's not a game. She is acting like it is though. She but keeps calling it a competition. Correct. We talked about to- the fact that she said it's a competition. I've had a target on my back since the start. I really want to win this thing. Mm. All those things has meant that there has been friction inside the house. So we move on and uh, look along the journey he had, he certainly dipped his toe in the water, so to speak. You know, we got to a point where our top eight, he'd kissed all of them. You know what? Which is fine. People, Absolutely fine. Exactly, it is fine. People are giving him shtick for this. I'll, I'll quite honestly say if he ends up, he, he's gone on this show wanting to find the person that he's going to end up with. Yep. If he does, if he is with Eleanor, Abby or Chelsea for the rest of his life, this is the last time he gets to pash anyone for the first I hear time. You. Make the most of it, Can mate. I ask a potentially awkward question? Does he beat you for the amount of people kissed? Yes. But I only had 18 all of. He had 28. Oh. <laughs> so he's had, he's had if a I had 28, I might, have, I might have gone like a dozen. So wait, can we do it per capita? What, what, <laughs> a percentage this of your weird. numbers? Anyway, um, no, look, I agree with you. I think that he's certainly, um, you know, made the most of his opportunity, which is to find mm. out what he wants. And to be fair... We still because we he as we said with Sam Wood and Sam felt that he hadn't made a decision yet. He was still up in the air. That mm. means he's doing the right thing because you've got to find that out. Yeah. Um. I want to make mention of just quickly the Monique situation because yeah. I still believe there potentially was something like that date that he had with her. I mean, mm. you were gushing over it with good reason because I don't remember a date in this show him speaking like that. No, I still think it was one of the best dates of the season, which is probably controversial to say at this point. But he was absolutely gushing over her. She loved it. She really opened up to him. Um, They had fun. They had a good connection. He said, I see a future with her. Straight up. Had a good kiss, good connection. And the shame of it all is the whole dog C word situation Mm. is that as we talked about on this very podcast, she could have played that so much better. She could have owned it, front-footed it. Look, I said this. It was a joke. I'm just feeling really, you know, overwhelmed by the situation. I, I just, I really like you. And that's the point. I hope to stay here. He would have gone great. You know what? It, it, it is slightly reminiscent of the Ellie situation in that she played one thing wrong. She said the wrong thing at the wrong time yep. and ended up getting sent home. He's... Of all the bachelors we've ever had, he certainly seems to be the one that's the most... He's sensitive. Yeah, I think that's probably the word I'm looking for. If you say the wrong thing, then you're out. You see his face. It's interesting because you see his face when people tell him something about someone else. That he doesn't want to hear. It blanks Mm. and he's clearly computing, what do I think about this person in front of me? Do I believe what they're saying? I mean, Mm. the fact is he obviously doesn't believe everything he's heard about Abby or she would not be top three. Well, that's the interesting part too, isn't it? He's sensitive to everything everyone else says, almost apart from her. I know. 
Anyway, we said goodbye to Monique. She didn't deal with the situation very well. We've obviously got to talk about if we're talking about show highlights and or lowlights. We've got to talk about Plan B. Oh, the Plan B with Rachel. I mean, and I must say, did you um, jump out of your chair when uh, on the hometown dates when he walked out of Eleanor's yes. and there were lots of yes. young male yes. crew members around? Yep. Were you going through them all, going, "Oh, which one's Plan Who's B? Who's Plan B? There, <laughs> he's handsome. Oh, could it be that guy? I'm not sure. Um, either way, yes, that was a, just a bizarre situation. Not, not a I mean, it was bizarre. It's bizarre it that stupid. it was made so public. I mean, as you said at the time, it's fine. We all know one girl can win, so girls are allowed to think about. It. But saying it and making it so public was yeah, a she's really just weird an idiot. thing. I think she just wanted some more camera time. And the only other thing that we should uh, make mention of is our favourite narrator of this show, Mary. Oh, whatever you're doing out our there, queen. you are our queen. And bitch, please, we love you. <laughs> we really should have got Mary on to narrate this whole final episode for us. We might need to make a Mary podcast. Just do highlights of Mary and her life yeah. because she was so entertaining. If they ever do a celebrity goggle box like they do in the UK, I think we need Mary. All right. Look out, Mary. <laughs> anyway, we've gotten to the point we've gotten to right now. We sit, we have three girls. We've got Eleanor, we've got Abby, and we've got Chelsea, all with good resumes for Matt, all with good CVs, and we're going to go through each of them with a fine-tooth comb and work out the pros and cons and where each of them sit. All right, so let's look into our final three girls. I want to start with Eleanor yep. because I think she's the one that's the freshest in everyone's well, minds, really, of course, yeah. after the hometown date. Let's rewind, though, back to the start. As you just mentioned, she was first out of the limo. What do you remember of that meeting? Well, I remember that, I, I mean, personally, I, I think she's an attractive girl. I looked at her and thought, yeah, I can see this. And I, that's a very kind of surface level thing to say, but I think it does matter. Matt's going to be attracted to who he's attracted to. And I just, I, in my mind, I saw it. Maybe that was me just Yeah, talk. it was. It's always you talking about she's your attraction to Eleanor. Funnily enough, as a side note, I didn't realise how tall she is. In the last final three, she was standing next to Abby and Chelsea, and she's by far the tallest. She might have just had much bigger heels on that time. Well... Heels can't make you a foot taller. Like she was clearly, I always pictured her as being quite petite, but she's tall. Anyway, that's just a side note. I'm sure you just worked that out. <laughs> You're just um, sizing her up for when you inevitably date her one my, day. <laughs> well, my, my wife's tall as well, so there you go. Maybe I like tall women. Um, impact on the carpet, yeah, you could see there was an immediate spot. They had a kind of awkward moment with the kiss, which she's talked about, which, but it was funny. Awkward. He was really blown away by her accent, remember? Mm. He was really like, oh, 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 I can't, I, your accent's amazing. Like he got quite um, flustered yes. by her, yes. which I think was probably her, you know, attractiveness as well. Um, then so she was, spoke a little French. I don't know if you remember that. I don't know if he remembers that. Awkward. <laughs> 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 but there were, I think there is always a big tell about how, people react on the red carpet. That said, it's not the only sign. It no. doesn't mean that the first meeting is going to mean anything. No. Um, Maddie had no impact on the red carpet to me at all. And yep. then, as we all know, he ended up, um, you know, being two. my final two. Your plan B. <laughs> oh, hang on. <laughs> Your words, not mine. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that the red carpet meeting has to mean something, no. but I think that nine times out of ten, if not more, it does. And there was certainly an impact with Eleanor on the carpet. Now, that said, we then didn't see her no. for quite a while. The next time they had any one-on-one -on -one time, correct me if I'm wrong, was their little oyster IVF yes. stage. Yes, which in a, of itself, we had differing opinions on it. I thought it was quite a good date, but it, he was just going through all that stuff with Abby and Monique. There was a lot of drama in the house and he was being accused of 
being a dog C word, um, but kissing lots of girls. And there was a moment at the end of their date, they shared quite a bit of fun. It seemed to be fun doing the oyster stuff. And then at the end, he's like, I wanted to kiss her. She's like, I wanted to kiss him and it didn't happen. Mm. And you were like, yeah, I just didn't think if I felt it. I'm not trying to rub this in on you, by the way, but you're wrong. No, no, um, I, no anyway. I'll still stand by that. Yeah, I don't yeah, think they had chemistry on that day. Fair enough. And then um, they didn't kiss. So that was their first, that was the first we saw of her, really. And then yeah. she was kind of gone again because she was appearing in group dates. Yeah, but, but not, not really for one-on-one it... on one time. No. Now, you say that we didn't see her again for a while, but that's not quite true because it was only the week after that that I think he, you know, got out of his true. own head, Mon left, and he's gone, what on earth did I do wasting that opportunity with Eleanor? True. And pulled her aside. At the cocktail party and they kissed. Which he's not been afraid to do, kissing girls at cocktail parties, which has not actually been the done thing for the last three series. No, not at all. And we have to, um, at this stage, give an honourable mention to that moment when he had lipstick all over his face and a grin the size of the Joker. Yeah, I think he enjoyed that. (laughs) He obviously, that meeting went well for them. (laughs) So that that was the next interaction. And then, of course, a few episodes later, they did the date, which actually then started to show where she sat, I think, um, or, yeah. or sits. Uh, we, we'll find out. But they did the future prediction and she found that really confronting and hard. She didn't find it hard. She freaked out and ran off. She refused to do that part of the date. I'd say that's finding it hard. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have been quite open with my feelings about this on this podcast. Good. Uh, oh, you I should just be. think... And I know that people are giving me a bit of um, crap for it because they're saying, well, you know, it's not normal on a second date to be asked what you want to do in the next 10 years. One, it's not a normal second date. It's The Bachelor. Mm. And a second date on The Bachelor is that hectic. And two, no one was asking her to lock in her future no, plans. That's right. He was saying, where do you see yourself? What kind of things do you like doing? Do you want to travel? Have you thought about at what point you might want kids? He wasn't saying, answer me now so we can lock it in and in the two years' time that you say, I will make you have my baby. Well, this is the thing. Can I say, I actually think it is what I remember the first date I had with my now wife. Mm. And we did talk about the timelines for when you want children. Not as in like, is it with me? It's just about where are you at? It's finding out. Now this is, not everyone does that. And it was like, maybe she was overawed by the the pressure of the production side of it all. Mm. But I'm with you. It's not the weirdest thing to be asked. Because you're not going, if you don't like this in now, you're off the show. Especially on The Bachelor is what I keep coming back to. You know going on this show, the entire point of it is to find someone that you want to go on to be with. Now, if you don't find that person, that is fine. If you meet the person and they're not the one you want to start maybe thinking about a timeline with, that is fine. But don't stay around. Now, she had obviously that dinner with Maddie J and Sam Ward. Yes. Now, this was an interesting one-on-one time because it wasn't one that Matt chose, um, but he was surprised that they chose her. Yes, But I do think that it brought them closer. The way that he was surprised by them choosing her makes me think that he was maybe starting to not be that keen. Um, But I think that she got a bit of a leg up in that because someone else has seen something in it. It gave her that extra time. It did, but Matty J, to his credit, as I've said, asked the hard questions of her, put it to her. Are you you ready? What's your age? What's your timelines? She was quite good. She doesn't give a heap away, let's be no, honest. She's, she's not quite like, a closed book, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's not sort of so so open. But, um, yeah, I agree with you. That was kind of a little bit of a free kick. I mean, as Sam said, it was between her and Ellie and they thought she hadn't had as much time, so let's give her some time. Um, and they, you know, had the little bath and the little kiss and lots of stuff. That was all great. But um, 
Their little bath and their little kiss yeah. sounds really gross out of context. Just quite little bath, little kiss. <laughs> um, so when we moved on to hometowns and, and listen, what's really interesting out of the hometown, the whole thing for me that I find really interesting is that it's really clear Maddie wanted her in the competition still because wow. that was about as free and open of a, okay, don't worry about it. But as it, he could have gotten, and he was fighting for her. It wasn't just one, it was two. Yeah, he went she, back. She said twice, I don't want to do this. And the one thing I keep coming back to is I really felt like she looked incredibly relieved when she said to him, I, I'm going to stay here. I think so She looked relieved. Yeah. There was so much pressure on her. I, I think only she gave herself the pressure. I don't think anyone else was. Um which is why I'm just still really surprised that she turned up at that rose ceremony. I'm really surprised by it. I didn't think it. she would. I have to say, I thought that was it, that she was going to turn around again. But it might have really been, I mean, okay, from my perspective, hometowns are hard. Yeah. Um, you, From Matt's perspective, it's the, you know, sitting there with a family that you don't know who are all grilling you and asking you these questions. And then from her point of view, it's all of a sudden this bubble that you've been in for three months of living in a mansion with all these girls yeah. and you're speaking on camera every single day. All of a sudden you're back in your own home with yeah. your own family. Yeah. That bubble pops a bit. Of course. I don't say burst because that makes it sound negative, but it pops a bit. Yeah. And I think she's just freaked out and gone, oh, I'm not sure if I'm ready for this. It might have just been sleeping on it. And clear vision the next day when she woke up and said, oh, my God, why did I freak out? I really like this guy. Well, can we sum her up as we will the three final girls with some pros and cons that we see of the potential between Matt and Eleanor? Absolutely. So, um, why don't you start on the, on, the, on the cons? Okay, so I think my cons for Eleanor is that I just truly don't think she's that keen on him. Yep. I think if she was, she would be saying so and showing so at this point. Um, that they don't have the same timeline. Her family were pretty insistent on that too. Mm -hmm. I think she's a bit too young. Yep. Um, and she's made it pretty clear that she's not keen to move from I've said WA has to be a big yeah. one. Um, pros? Uh, well, the pros are there's clearly some form of a connection. You can't say there's no connection because there definitely is, otherwise Maddie wouldn't fight for it. So I think there is a connection there. Um, I think that they... It's, it appears like they share the kind of same beliefs and like it doesn't seem like they're they're out of kilter with how they see the world. No. Um, but I'm falling short on any other massive pros. Well, my my one pro that I've written down, but it's a big one, is that he is so incredibly keen on her yeah. that he would not let her leave. Yep. And that's got a that's almost a pro that could outweigh any other pros, right? Well it might. And this is the thing, you know, we've got three girls, all of whom could be taking home Maddie's heart. Not a competition, but, you know, that's the what you win is the heart. So, um, all right, that's Eleanor. We've got to get to our next girl. The Professor and the Hack. Accessible politics with just a touch of depth. I'm Hugh Rimmington. And I'm Peter Van Onselen. You can find us, The Professor and the Hack, wherever you find quality podcasts. We're going to jump into... Chelsea now because, um, you know, she's one of the last three and she's a big chance to be the love of Matt's life. So let's start with how Chelsea made an impact because Chelsea was the second out of the car, as we said. Mm -hmm. And she came onto the carpet and, you know, he had a big smile on his face. They connected immediately and then she said her thing about 
oxytocin. Oxytocin. So they immediately clicked on that, didn't they? Well, when, she, when he face, said hormone, she was like, what? Yeah, and her her face was like lit up and then he was really pleased, I think, to hear what she did for a job. There's always someone in every uh, red carpet arrival that you just can see they're both really happy they've just met each other. Yep. And Chelsea was definitely that this year, right? No doubt. No doubt. Um, Not the only one, but she had that. No, exactly. One of one of a few. But you could see immediately that there was something. But um, then again, like Eleanor, we really didn't see her for a while no. at all. And that was the thing. It was, you know, we, we got to know Ellie and Sagand and Rachel and Monique and all these girls. But um, Chelsea sort of sat on the back burner for a bit. For him, maybe... He felt a connection and didn't worry about it too much and we thought, well, that's kind of there. And But I get the feeling she wasn't overly forward at, at cocktail parties. She wasn't no. putting herself out there massively. Like well, we certainly didn't see much of that. And there might have been times at cocktail parties where they spoke and we just didn't see it. But there was nothing big enough for the editors to think that was worth us seeing, right? That's right. Until she got extra time at that group date they had when they all went away to the Central Coast. Yep. They had a group date where they all sat around and um, there was like a, a box with questions in it they had to answer. And he took her away for her first extra time from that because she, she was quite opened open. up a bit. Yeah, she was open up. I think he's, he immediately saw that she has walls but that they're potentially able to be broken. And there's absolutely nothing notable about that that I've made no, in my notes from that no. episode, just that he chose her and that they had a giggle and they seemed to enjoy each other's company but nothing really notable. That's right. Then they had a single date. Yeah. And they cooked at the house. And inevitably, as cooking dates always <laughs> go on The Bachelor, there was a food fight. And it was cute. There was, I, I could, you know, you could see kind of. Playful. Yeah, a bit of banter, a bit of playful. It was fun. I remember he was saying on the podcast and saying when I was watching it, like, how are they not kissing? I could feel that yeah. kind of tension while yeah. they were having the food fight. Didn't take them long. Nope. They jumped in the pool and got straight to it. Well, he was immediately <laughs> impressed with her rig. Were uh, we all? Yeah, we were. Bloody hell. She's in good shape, young Chelsea. Um, had a swim, had a good old-fashioned pash, and bang, Chelsea's in the competition right now. Not that she wasn't already, but certainly, you know, she's right in the game. Um, but then again, it was like... didn't I don't feel like they talked about all that much. No, I feel they like didn't. we still didn't really learn anything about it. They didn't, her. and in fact... Um, Except that she'd brought the waste management textbook to the house, <laughs> and then somehow that really turned him on. He loved that she nerded <laughs> out. He loved that she nerded out. Um but yes, I think that he started to get the feeling that she still needs to share. I remember before the um, skydiving date, they had their baggage they had to yep, share. Yep, yep. She did talk a little bit about past relationships. We know now that she, she had some serious mm. things to go on in her past relationships. Well, she so, certainly brought that up then at the next yep. single date, which was the um, rappelling yep. down the building, which was still probably the funniest moment of the whole season. What, what did they, they call were, themselves to? Uh, uh, space... Um, Space ants or space bugs or something Space like. lobsters? Something like that. Space prawns. <laughs> space prawns. There it is. There we go there. <laughs> now, that was um, that was a good day. That was fun again. They had that kind of banter and that fun. And then she really opened up a lot yeah. afterwards. Um, in saying that, she opened up about what uh, she sees as her kind of baggage, for want of a better term, is, but didn't give much more. We really haven't heard them talk a lot about what their lives together might look like. I don't know what her timeline for kids is. Obviously, no. they haven't had to have the moving chat because she's from Melbourne as well. Yes. But when they have spoken, it's been a lot about, you know, you've helped me realise that not all guys are shit. Mm. <laughs> she hasn't actually said that, but that's been what she's saying because yep. it sounds like her ex has 
have been horrible. Um, and she certainly really likes him for that. She has said she's very much falling in love with him. But we haven't really heard a lot about their timeline. Maybe that's just because it matches, so it hasn't been a point of contention. Or maybe they haven't spoken about it yet, which is interesting it is. given how much he's kind of pushed Eleanor on but that. But then at the home time, at the hometown dates, he she could clearly say and feel that um, she hasn't been an open enough person with mm. him and hasn't quite told him how. I, I get the feeling we're going to hear a few L-bombs dropped this week. Well, she said to her mum and her sister, I'm definitely falling, falling for him. Exactly. And there was that moment out the, front. out the front where you could tell she really wanted to say it, but just didn't. Exactly. And I think you're right. So that's summing up Chelsea's time. Um, let's do Which some. Is, okay, just immediately compare that to Eleanor. That's less, right? I think it's less. Yeah, it's definitely less. Um, but they've not been controversial. It's like obviously Eleanor's exactly. Have. Chelsea actually has been one person who stayed out of everything. She's actually not been in a single piece You're of right. drama. She hasn't even. I, I don't even remember her being. And to be fair being... to Eleanor, hers is only her own drama. She hasn't been involved in anyone True. else's. But Chelsea hasn't even brought up her own. You're right. She's quite. So that's um, helped her. She's squeaky clean. Yeah. Um. So why don't I do the cons or the negs for yep. her? I mean, I think she's very closed. I'm not sure you can necessarily change that. You can try and be, but you can tell she's quite a shy, closed person. The, the self-worth thing, because after that, we should, sorry, she did get um, extra time after the painting date with the beautiful. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Um, Art Simone. Art Simone. Oh, yeah. That was and an that amazing was moment. So she again, can, that was almost her. She opened up more to Art Simone than she did to Matt. True. True. So that's that. they're the big negatives, I think. Uh, I'm trying to think of any. Have you got any other negatives for her? Yeah, I've written down that I, I just don't think she has as good chemistry mm. with him mm. as the others. I think they've got good chemistry, yep. but if you're actually comparing, so physical, which he very well, yeah, yeah okay. which he very well may be doing at this point. It doesn't feel like the same level of I just desperately want to spend time with this girl and pass her. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel that. That's fair. Um, pros, I've written that they've just got so much in common. They have a lot in common. Um, they live in the same city. They yep. could they which uh, that doesn't matter. No, as but Sam Wood helps. and Snedge from literally the other sides of the country made that obvious that yep. that doesn't have to be. But it does help because it means no one ever has to have that decision of do I giving move. it up. Yep. It just makes it a bit easier from the get go. Um, and they just get along. They have fun together. They giggle. They chat about the same things. They just seem to just old-fashioned like each other. Well, I said age. She's in the right – she's 28. She's the oldest of the three. Um, there's Spark. I think the family, he liked – there was a yeah. good vibe with the family. That yeah, always helps was, as yep, well. Yep. So that's Chelsea. And uh, look, one of three. Let's see. Our final girl we're going to be talking about today is, of course, Abby. My feelings have been made known on this. Uh, my feelings have nothing to do with it, but I think that she's playing the whole thing as a competition, uh, which makes me worry for Matt's heart. Well, she was the third out of the car, and those will remember, she said the famous words when he said, I'm an astrophysicist. She said, oh, I'm a Gemini, and that is just a hilarious Now, line, isn't it funny looking back on that now? She was in all the promos before the show started, so we kind of knew of this girl. And from that line, and even just from watching the whole of their introduction, they didn't really seem to have a spark or chemistry or anything. It was just we remembered her because of that line. Yeah. She, now, I, don't, I don't remember. I actually can think to myself now back when it first started and I was looking through the girls who I think it made an impact. I don't remember thinking about Abby at not all. Not at all. And in fact, I don't think anyone thought of her until that photo shoot yep. group date yep. when 
all of a sudden she appeared and she really appeared and just went, I'm going to take this and make it mine. And she had that intense sexual tension Mm. with him through that whole photo shoot. Now, we obviously remember how that ended with him giving her, well, the girls picking her for one-on-one time at the cocktail party that week and them having a (laughs) full-blown make-out session. Isn't it funny in hindsight, the girls chose her because they thought, look, I think they just probably want to have a passion. He's going to passion and realise there's nothing there. Yeah. Whoa, look at them now. But also she could have come back and played that, I think, a little classier, not come on and go, we kiss, then we start, then we kiss. Like she could have said, no, it was great. And, uh, you know, I don't think she needed to go as sort of outward as she did with her explanation of that. But that's her choice. That's up to you. Um, then they went on a single date. Straight after. He picked her up. Yep. He picked her up in a Dodge, which, as <laughs> I said, was a sign at the time. Um, and uh, they went and squished fruit and yep. touched each other a lot. And, and it was very sexual yep. again. Obviously, they they didn't get out all they wanted to get out at that cocktail party kisses the girls thought they might. Um, and she really very much... Um, solidified herself as a, as a front runner. Yes, absolutely. He clearly is into her. Then the circus happens and they do the, the circus trick. She shows off her, her moves. They have a connection, which is undeniable, and she gets some more extra time. Now, at this point, by the way, she keeps saying she hasn't had one on, uh, hasn't had single dates, but she's had a fair bit of one-on-one yeah, one time. and you've even skipped. There was another um, extra time after a group date that when they had to rate themselves. That's right. Remember? She and got she the one-on-one one time. Number one. Because yeah. she was the pushiest. This is where the girls didn't, they could, could have stood up and said, no, Abby. And then they did the moving house date. Yeah, was, yeah. so after the circus date again was really intense. Yes. I want to talk about that when they did, they didn't even finish their no, circus dance. They just started they straight into it. Yeah. Just so full on. <laughs> yeah. um, then before the moving the house date again, there was more time at a cocktail party when there were the two date cards, and she talked Ellie into giving her her date card. So there's more extra time at the cocktail party. Which, there. by the way, I want to again. She kept saying, to me, "I need this time with him. I need you." Don't you don't already? And we haven't even got to her second single date yet. Already, she's had more time one on one than Eleanor or Chelsea. And don't forget, although this is nece- not necessarily quality time, with the scandals with Monique and Sagan, like mm. every time he caught up with her to talk about it. So she's getting a bit of time with she's him. She's getting as well. extra conversation time yeah. with him, even if it's about. Other stuff, and That's then they right. always kiss when they talk as yeah. well. So, so then yes, there was the moving house date, um, which you know they ended up rolling around in the sheets, yes. literally. Yes. Um, and then there was the hometown. Uh, they made out in front of the masseuse people, yep. which was incredibly awkward. Um, it, it just, it's, it, I, don't, I don't even know how to sum her up. Well, that's summing it up. Pretty well. That's all you She's had, to say. That is a lot more one-on-one time than either of well, the other girls. But if we want to play devil's advocate here, that's obvious that Matt feels a connection and well, wants to spend time with her. Well, it's not even devil's advocate. That's just that's just what it is. Yeah. He obviously really likes her. There is no denying, no matter what you think about whether she's playing the game or this is a competition or whatever, there is no doubt they have a connection. I don't think she's faking it. So can I say that when I'm saying I think she's treating it like a competition? I don't think she's not into him. No. I think she's very into him. Yep. I just think it's for different reasons. Yeah, I thought, it was a bit, I thought it was a bit unfair, the girl saying she's only there for Instagram. And no, I don't stuff. think that's true. I, I don't think that's true. Um, I just think that you've got three very different girls that are now remaining, and this is the thing that's really fascinating. So if we want to do a, a pros and cons of Abby, yeah. Um, so I look at the cons. Like the obvious ones are she's young and I think quite immature. 
Now, yeah. her family sort of makes it out like she's a mature 23-year-old. But let's be honest, I don't know many mature 23-year-olds. No one is really that mature But the thing is, being mature for 23, you're still 23. You're immature for 30, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. the competition thing I, th- I still think is a con. I still think there's a question mark over how it's been played, even if it's not you – know, like, yes, she at, at her core has the right reasons. It's weirdly played. I think personally I've really only seen – more the sexual side of the connection yeah. than the actual other mental. Like Matt is a switched on, intelligent, you know, thoughtful guy. Not to say that Abby's not, but I haven't seen that connection on that level. You know what? I'm going to stick up for her here and say I've written in my prose that they really get along. They have great banter. They giggle. They laugh. Yeah, they but banter's not everything. No, of course it's no, not. There's, there's... But they do get along. Sure. No, they no. don't not talk at all. But what I've got written in my cons is that they've never spoken about the future. Realistically, and, yeah. yeah. What the future she would can, be. The, the, times take, the, the, the times keep changing. Even her mum was like, you know, five, seven years. And I was like, Matt's going to be 40 by the time. That's just not his timeline at all. Yeah, exactly. She, that, they, so they've got that in my cons is that they're not on the same timeline. All right, what are your no pros? matter what she says, if she's lying about it, it's not. Um, my my pros is obviously that there's just an extreme attraction there, yep. um, and that he he will probably I don't know if he's going to be ready to give say up goodbye. On that. Yeah, no, you're right. No, I think I think she's there's there's a fun spark there that's that's a kind of intangible thing that I think that they don't he doesn't have with the other two girls. That is clear mm. to me that not with Eleanor or Chelsea does he have that fun spark because Abby's giving it to him. Well, that sums Ooh. up all three. Yeah, take, take a breath. Ooh, I'm exhausted. That's where we're at now. Um, you may or may not agree with us in terms of our summation of the three girls, but I think that's pretty fair. They are all in with a chance to be Matt's. Of course they are. That's why they're all there. It's certainly not one of those seasons where you feel like there's a very clear um, winner or there's a very clear top two and they're just getting down to it. It's not. I don't think his top five have been clear no. at all. The big question mark will be, is Eleanor going to be – like, is it – like, that's probably the one. Like, Abby and Chelsea are pretty solid yes. with where they sit. Eleanor's going to be a big question mark yeah. based on is what has just happened. Is she going to freak out again or is he going to get to the point and go, right, we're down to this now, it's time to commit or not? So before we say goodbye, because this is our last episode, sadly, we've loved season. having you. Exactly. We've loved having you with us. So thank you very much for listening. Um, Georgia, just give our listeners a little insight, just a minute or so of, of what Matt's thinking right now. He's got his final three. He might be less decided than you obviously were. Yeah. What's he doing? Of course, I don't know exactly how he's thinking, but from my point of view of how I was at that point, it is so incredibly emotional at this point. You've got to think about the fact that he's been filming about 15-hour days, six days a week pretty much for now three months. He's he's exhausted probably. He's very emotionally exhausted. It's so emotional. He's it's, run out of floral shirts. I know he's, that. He has run out of floral shirts. He's gone for the hive. He's mm, look now. Mm. <laughs> um, he, he will be very, very emotionally drained, yet this is the point when you have to be the most emotionally aware and on. For me, that final three was very, very tough. Inevitably, you compare the three of them. Of course. And it's really hard not to. You know, I, I 
knew it was Lee and I, I wanted to be with him. But, you you know, there's there's connections with these other two people. Even if he does kind of have an idea now of who he wants to be with, he's got really obvious connections with these two girls. He's just going to be feeling, I think, vulnerable and um, a bit scared on how it might play out, a bit scared on how they feel. I started freaking out at this point about, well, what if they don't like me? What if they just want to win? And I, I wonder if that's going to affect any of them if he starts thinking like that. I don't think we're going to see a proposal. I'd be very surprised if he's on one knee. But let's hope that Matt finds the love of his life this week. Don't forget, you can watch on Templay. But the episode's going to be going to air 7.30 Wednesday and Thursday nights on Channel 10. Georgia, it's been a pleasure talking to you about this, particularly hearing your insights on what you know about this journey. It's been so much fun. It's been funny for me to kind of rehash things that are now three years old for me, but um, it stays with you because it's it's an incredibly um, emotional, amazing and great experience. So it's been fun to rehash all of that and it's been really, really fun to chat to you about uh, Matt's season. We all know I'm a big fan of, of Astro Matt, so <laughs> I, uh, I just want him to be happy. He will be happy, hopefully. We're going to find out, hopefully, the person you want to be his lover will be by the end of this week. Thank you so much for joining us on the Reality Bite. Until then, I've got to say to you guys out there, will you accept this rose? It's time now for the last time to say goodbye.